Hello, I'm Somi Aryan. I'm a tech philosopher and the founder of Impeak. My guest on today's podcast is Evan Versamis, the founder of Mintify, a powerful tool for traders and enthusiasts in the NFT scene. Evan shares his journey with us and explains what made him decide to build Mintify and what the future holds for the company. One of the funniest things about, you know, getting to know people uh, through Discord and, and Twitter with everybody having um, avatars is that you always have this imagination of what somebody could look like. So when I looked at your Moonbird avatar, I was imagining, you know, a man in their maybe late 40s, early 50s, a little bit chubby. I don't know what it is about the the Moonbirds. They always make me feel like the person I'm going to see is quite chubby. (laughs) Yeah, no, especially like I think I have the emperor body as well, which is like way more wide. Um, But I love it. I love my Moonbird, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I love my Moonbird. I have I have mine on my shoulder in, in all the pictures that you've probably seen. Yeah. So I discovered you um, through our Twitter conversation. Uh, and I was, you know, I, I had my team send out messages to people who were following, you know, and, and we were yeah. following each other to say that, hey, we've got this thing coming up. And then you were uh, kind enough to mention that, you know, that you could... Um, share uh, the analysis on your discord and then we got talking yep. and i discovered mintify so tell me a little bit about mintify because i i minted one um but i haven't had time to explore it properly so tell me a little about what problem it's solving and you know why did you want to uh, build it and and a bit about your background and how how you got started yeah, yeah sounds good uh first of all thanks for having me here today i uh, appreciate it um, so my journey, I'm, I'm Evan, you know, I'm, I'm based in New York at this point. Uh, we, I moved, we moved basically for good last year with my wife. Uh, I'm Greek though, born and raised. Um, so I've started my journey when I was like 14, 15 years old. Uh, basically, as a self-taught designer developer, I started building websites and some blogs. And then I had a couple exits by the age of 18. Then I had to join the Navy for about a year. Uh, then I got my bachelor's in, ship and, um, uh, in shipping and finance. Uh, and then I launched a media agency for about almost a couple of years. And then I went on and bootstrapped uh, my Web2 company, Gadgetflow, um, scaled it to basically over 10,000 customers. And we're currently reaching about 30 million consumers a month. Um, we work with Fortune 500 brands and thousands of crowdfunding campaigns. Um, and we basically bootstrapped this business between 2012 and today to like an eight-figure valuation. And in between, I invested in a few tech companies. And I jumped into crypto uh, in 2015, late 2015 or so. So super early before the big, you know, uh, bull run in 2017. Um, and then, you know, I started exploring on like, you know, blockchain technology, made some trades as well. Um, and then fast forward, basically 2021, I jumped into Web3 and figured out you know, everything. I was moving to the States at that point. So uh, I saw like Board Apes minting. I was like, I'll just, you know, add it to the reading list, unfortunately. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, I basically jumped into Web3 around like August, September, uh, started minting some projects. You know, most of them were like rug pulls, unfortunately. Uh, and then I started being serious with some of the blue chips, like the Clonex community and the, the Proof Collective as well. Uh, towards the end of the year. And I came came up with the idea of Mintify around late December. Um, so I quickly assembled the team early, first, second week of January, and we started building our MVP. 
So long story short, we launched our MVP in closed beta in March this year. And then uh, we pretty much like opened up the platform just a few days ago with our last drop. But primarily we've been bootstrapping this business by like releasing 50, 100, 200 passes every other month. Um, so we can fund the team and, you know, resources and everything. Uh, but uh, basically now I'm super excited that we're going to be announcing our seed round of funding with some crypto native and Web3 native uh, funds joining the round. So Mintify, what is it? So, okay. So basically I saw all the gaps in the space as a trader because I was quite familiar with like Coinbase Pro, uh, you know, like Binance, BitMEX, you know, from the crypto days. Uh, and I was, uh, you know, I saw that all the analytics tools that are out there currently for pro traders, uh, they were pretty basic and they were not like building a brand behind them rather than just the tools. So um, coming from Web2, understanding like marketing, product market fit and everything, uh, I saw this gap as well as the opportunity to build something that can scale to the millions, not just necessarily uh, a thousand Indigen traders. That's pretty much like the current state of the market, right? So, you know, I, I tried to validate that thesis by talking to like a few advisors from, from funds, from, from, from institutions. Um, and we basically uh, narrowed down our vision into three different pillars. So the first one is to build like pro and quant trading tools. Um, and then the second one is our creator studio in our launchpad. It's going to come later this year. And the third one, which basically what powers the first and second pillar is our institutional grade infrastructure. Uh, in Web3, you know, everyone has access to like the blockchain. So it's important to have like accuracy when it comes down to, to data. So we focus just on that. We create our own proprietary technology. We partner with Alchemy, um, our node provider, which is the most reliable, basically, node infrastructure right now in the space. Um, and we create our own proprietary technology on how we're pulling data, how we're saving data, and how fast we're serving you know, the front end. So our goal, basically, in short, is to basically help pro and quant traders at this point. This is what we're focusing on. Uh, provide them as many tools as possible, with as much accuracy as possible um, to profitable trade, discover, and uh, analyze NFT collections. Amazing. I love it because, you know, I, I was thinking about the fact that how strange it is, something like OpenSea has raised so much money. And when you think about the possibilities of what you can do on their platform is so small. It's just so rudimentary. And, and when you think of like, where, where is all this money gone, right? For example, if I wanted to have a simple limit order uh, type thing, yeah. right? Like where I would say, buy me this doodle when the price falls to, let's say, 8 ETH or whatever, right? You yeah. can't do that. Are these some of the things that you're going to be able to enable? Yeah. That's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that, so that's a much broader discussion. I think that marketplaces are important, uh, but in Web3, it's all about having uh, the choice of you choosing like which platform you're going to use. So I personally feel like and the rest of the team as well, that aggregators like Mintify are going to pretty much like define the market in the coming years rather than marketplaces themselves. Um, in Web2, we have Amazon, Shopify, AliExpress, you know, from the e-commerce uh, side that I'm coming from, um, basically dominating the market. Like you, you can't expect like, okay, I'm going to raise 50 million. I'm going to, you know, compete with Amazon. Like you're, you're done. <laughs> this, it's not going to happen uh, regardless of how much you want it. But in web three, I think that marketplaces um, are going to, are going to basically lead the market forward in terms of like user adoption because of their branding, because of their utility and everything. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to like pro quant traders, uh, there's going to be a tremendous competition around like this space 
with aggregators basically competing for uh, competing for market share. Uh, and it's kind of, I think I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of competition because that's how you basically drive innovation. Um, and that's what I want to see like in the space. I feel like we present Mintify as part of this new wave of um, NFT products and, and infrastructure. Uh, whereas I think that the space, even though it was quite small this last few months or this last year and a half or so, um, I just feel like it was kind of stuck with some of these basic tools that were available in the market. That, that, they've done an amazing job basically pushing those to the market, as, rushing those to the market as fast as possible because they were needed at that point. Like you had to trade, and you had, you, you should have like, you should have had the option, let's say June 2021 to see like what a sell wall looks like, what a, what a selling pressure, for instance, right? Or to have access to like volume and sales and, you know, wallet explorer and pretty much everything in between. But everything that was built up until like later, like mid this year was not built to scale, was not built to introduce and onboard basically uh, millions of people in the next few years. I would love to have you on the platform, um, you know, you, your team uh, you know, to come in and, and teach people how to use Mentify properly, but also um, explain a little bit more to them about, you know, like what does it take to be a pro trader in this new digital yeah. asset in, uh, environment, right? Yeah. So one of, one of our clients uh, for Impeak is Morgan Stanley, and they have given us um, 100 people from Morgan Stanley can join the platform, you know, and um, uh, explore, explore. Of course, this is a very new area to, to them, but um, they're very, um, you know, there are a lot of other similar kind of traditional uh, finance traders that are very curious about this new area and they don't take it seriously right now. They are just curious. But I think in, say, five, 10 years time, um, these NFTs could become uh, maybe not in the form that they are now, but uh, it's a whole new digital asset. Uh, area oh, yeah. that that people can you know trade just like they can trade any other asset. Yeah, yeah. I think that we haven't seen uh, a lot of sophisticated traders basically uh, jump into Web three just yet. Uh, so my vision, you know, by being like part of this crypto market since 2015, that has given me basically um, a much more a much a much broad view, I guess, of, the, of this whole space. I saw like everyone being onboarded from like stocks and derivatives into like crypto in 2016, 2017, and then like retail investors in 2017. That's how, you know, that bull run um, basically skyrocketed to like 70, 70k. Uh, but I think that this is one of the reasons we're building Mintify, right? The fact that once these sophisticated traders are going to hop on, they're going to need sophisticated tooling. They're going to need tools that they're used to um, and they can just, you know, uh, they, they, they can just move forward uh, with just basic trading tools, like just a simple sell wall or just seeing the volume, for instance. So um, sophisticated tools could include anything from like, um, you know, like having buy orders, sell orders, quant trading tools. The way we think about it is that we want to create a product that's available for three different types of uh, traders. One is like the normie trader who's just, you know, tipping their toes. They have the capital and they're, they're, they're hoping on into like Web3 and they're like, okay, I want to buy a few projects. But I don't know how to navigate between those projects. So we created a section, for instance, that you can see the top metaverse collections. So if you're like into metaverse land, um, you can quickly see what are the top 10 based on volume, based on sales, based on XYZ, doesn't matter. Um, so that's like the normie version, right? A simplified UI, UX that's like Web3 driven, uh, that's like innovative. It's not necessarily like a Web1 or a Web2 experience, right? So it's kind of 
exciting for you to discover like what's you know about uh what's what's basically what are the highlights of like web3 and slowly get on board into like a more pro version of trading right so this takes me to the second tier that's the pro traders the pro traders are anywhere from like degen traders for people that are interested in doing some basic technical analysis around charts um, they want to have access to like sweeping tools, super node for process transactions. And they want to basically, the idea for pro traders is that we want to have everyone trade within a single tab. I've traded as a DGEN trader and as a blue chip trader throughout these last few months. And the idea is that you need multiple tabs, like 50 tabs open, literally, that checks the rarity, that checks the, the, the ranking, uh, basically listings from multiple marketplaces. So what's unique about Mintify right now in our pro trading tools is that you literally need a single platform that connects to all of the marketplaces that shows you all the listings, but also gives you the ability to purchase directly through Mintify. So you can you can have access to the order book, you can check the charts, you can check the tokens, you can check rarities based on different methods, such as, um, so we rolled this out recently, we have the Zakard index, we have the scoring method that most of the other platforms are using. And of course, we partner up with Rarity Sniper, which is well-respected in the space. But that's what I'm saying, like, it's all about, options and you basically having all the tools under one roof rather than having to maintain multiple subscriptions use multiple products and get familiar with all these different products right and then that takes me to the next basically level which is being a quant trader quant traders are all about data and this is one of the reasons we're building our infrastructure uh, so we can give like access to traders to our data historical real-time data so they can build algos so they can trade based on algos. They can they can set buy orders. They can set sell older orders based on variables, based on algos. So this is this is something very exciting that we're working on. We're calling it the quant trading dashboard. Um, we're gonna we may have to rethink the name, but the idea is that um, you know, like if you, if you go and trade right now, like Nasdaq stocks or like S and P five hundred, um, you can compete with bots. And the, the reality is that the actual, the entire like stock exchange is based on, especially from the institution side, it's based on bots. You as a retail investor hopping on Robinhood and saying, okay, I'm going to buy hundred Apple stocks. Um, that's great, but you're never going to be, you're never going to do it faster. You're never going to buy or sell faster than, you know, a bot that said like a buy order or a sell order because something happened in terms of like variables. So I definitely see personally the future of NFT trading. Um, heading towards that in the next few quarters, not in five or 10 years. And and then, you know, we can have another discussion about, you know, having like a trade marketplace. I definitely see dynamic NFTs being in the play within the next year or so, as well as additional like industries and markets being part of like blockchain technology and, you know, transitioning into like uh, the NFT space and, and Web3 in general. Do you think um, that the, the whole business model of uh, NFTs is problematic because of trading in, in for some uh, kinds of like I, I understand for for things like PFBs it might be fine yeah but let's say for example with uh, utility tokens that are mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. ours you know or yours you know like you you buy yeah. a token and then you access the the platform uh, similar to in peak. You know, I feel like for our utility type tokens, we don't necessarily want people to trade them because if they do, the, the price keeps going up. And because people are paying a lot more for it, 
they they now have new expectations you know because they're yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas the product the service is is what it is right so the way i see it like this is this is the way that i'm going to get around it is that we're going to have you know a, a certain number of nfts in the beginning but after let's say after a year or you know 18 months when when the business model is established we have built you know the foundation we're no longer going to do nfts we will have like these tokens that are not transferable that like you know that you just you just buy basically like a subscription to token that's a good question i think i don't i don't think it's problematic i think that we're in this you know kind of like discovery phase like we don't realize like all of us that are like into web3 we don't realize how early we are and i know that most people are like sick of this word but or phrase but it's it's you know it is what it is right like we're just so early we don't know what's the we don't know what's the norm is going to be what the norm is going to be in the next four months or six months or 12 months we don't know where the space is going to be we can just you know have a vision and keep building on top of it like i don't think that this whole space will ever go mainstream in with in a way that okay like eight billion people will at least own a single nft right i, I don't think that's the case but on the other hand um i think that I, I saw this transition of like crypto being like just for like geeks and nerds and, and then for institutions and retail investors off on, right? But the, if you see like the background of those retail investors, um, you'll see that they're into tech. They have some kind of relation with tech. They're either passionate about tech. They're either gamers. They understand like fintech, right? Um, I think that with NFTs, that's different because we now have to do with utility. We now have to do with art. So I definitely see billions of people um, using NFTs within the next, you know, five to seven years. And I definitely see like, um, you know, like Fortune 500 brands, for instance, hopping into, and we're seeing that and experiencing that already in a sense, right? Hopping into like the uh, Web3 NFT space in the next few quarters um, with new projects and, and figuring out like ways to add utility. There are millions of different, if not billions of different scenarios of how you can add utility to an NFT, whether you're like a fashion brand, um, or a movie theater, or just an airline. Um, I think that we're, whether we want it or not, NFTs are going to become like part of our lives. Uh, what I don't understand, what, what I'm not sure about of just yet is, you know, like from the retail side, we might, you know, end up having NFTs, but they might be as important as, I don't know, like credit cards, which, you know, you have it, you know, you're going to pay for your coffee and your bagel uh, or your donut uh, with your, with your Apple wallet, whatever. But it's not something you, you don't trade credit cards, <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, it's there, you know how it works, you pay it every month. So at some point, I think that the majority of like um, people that are into NFTs, they most likely are going to be using NFTs in a way that's not necessarily like, you know, okay, let's trade my PFP, let's trade my Nike discount card. I think that it's going to be kind of like more more basic, like the mainstream version of NFTs, the mainstream version of uh, of Web three. Uh, but then again, on the trading side, I'm super excited because I grew up being a gamer. I grew up playing uh, Counter Strike tournaments, World of Warcraft since day one, uh, Call of Duty, like all these you know massive game titles. Um, and I understand that you know like it's needed right now in the space to actually have assets that you can trade because i might have spent for example a thousand thousand dollars in call of duty skins during covid right i don't own any of that now the new call of duty is going to come out later this year and then pretty much i'm going to be losing like a thousand dollars worth of assets digital assets whereas they could have had 
you know, some kind of value if they were like NFTs, for instance, right? Even, even, even like sentimental value, like the fact that I can log into my wallet and see, see the skin that I was using during COVID, whatever, you know, just, just an example. Um, so I personally feel like um, we're, we're in this, you know, discovery mode right now. Um, I think that we need to keep pushing for like different mechanics and different methods of monetizing because what I don't find as the sustainable solution right now is basically Web3 native projects relying on royalties, relying on the next drop, relying on a derivative. Um, I just, I, we're not there yet. We, we, there isn't like a perfect system and you see that the market keeps changing, right? So this system might've been like, the best possible scenario like back in February, but now we're in this mode in which free mints are like the norm, right? So how are you going to survive? Like I've seen so many projects, I've talked to so many founders that are struggling right now because they're, they don't have any liquidity. They don't have any cash flow. They've, they've spent like half a million on doing things for the community from merch to like this and that. Um, and now they're, they're like, you know, how are we going to generate more cash flow? We can't just do an, another drop, right? Because no one's going to pay 0.1 or 0.08, which was the norm a few months ago. I, uh, it's definitely something that I think a lot about. And um, one of the ways that I think we are going to solve that problem is um, you need to really have different forms of um, possibilities for, uh, you know, generating revenue. So uh, the Mint is really like more of a token. It's more like a, almost like a Kickstarter, you know, it's just the beginning of it. So uh, one of the things we are going to do, first of all, we're going to obviously have the, the job board, the opportunities board on our platform. So it's like, these are things that people can, you know, buy little tokens to, to post jobs and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and those are, they don't have to be NFTs. Like they're just like, you know, fungible tokens or you know you could not maybe not even tokens like they're you just pay yeah. you know something um and then uh, the other thing is that uh, one other way we're going to solve that problem is you know in the, there's a big issue with advertising in web3 and in that uh, let's say for example ledger um you know or metamask you know rocket pool like all of these different companies that are uh, advertising uh, currently in podcasts, in, you know, different kinds of like uh, YouTubers, channels, etc. They're not really getting value enough for it because I personally just uh, skip through all of those. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like trying to listen to a podcast and, and then, you know, you're suddenly bombarded by like, you know, three different ads. Um, and it's just yeah. not, not a very nice experience. So, so one of the ways that we are going to solve that problem is that on, on our platform, we're going to have a section for sponsored sessions. And, you know, let's say, for example, you're Ledger or let's say Mintify, you know, you, you raise, you know, several million and then you're like, you know, we want to do a sponsored session, you know, to access your audience. And then you come in and you pay for it. You, you do a sponsored session uh, and it's like people choose, you know, and it's going to, the recording is going to be there. People can go and see like, okay, I am interested in Mintify. I'm going to go and, and watch this and I'm going to learn how it's used, what it is exactly. Right. And one of the things you can also do is that, uh, you say you, you can, you can say that, for example, we will give uh, away two mint passes, you know, to people who join this session and then we, we can raffle it off, you know, so this is, these are uh, different ways that you incentivize people to, to come in and, and check it out and in the process yeah. learn and discover. So this is, this is one of the ways. So I think that like, um, web three, 
communities are going to need to find new ways of monetizing and, and um, you know, being sustainable um, so that the they're not relying on um, the, the trading and, and um, royalties. Because one of the issues with that is that I have you know, noticed that I think that some communities end up actually being in a position where they have to constantly, uh, you know, post uh, or, or share uh, things that are going to drive the price down and then do things yeah. that drive the price up. And it's like sometimes it's like it's not even genuine. Like, is it, you know, like, is, is this really something that is happening in, in, that, in that space? Or is it that the project is just doing that? to make the price go up and down so that they can. Make yeah. It. But what, what's the implication of if we are going to discourage people, at least in certain areas of, of NFTs, um, uh, you know, discourage them from uh, trading? What does that mean for you in terms of Mintify? Does this mean that you're going to like put those projects in a different category? or say like tradables or like, yeah, how, how are you going to uh, approach Right. That? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I don't, I don't think that we've tackled this as yet. I mean, we, we, we adapt with the market literally every week because um, the market changes rapidly at this point. But um, I think that NFTs are like the majority of the NFTs and collections that are coming out are going to, you know, remain tradable. And I think that, it's not something that we as founders or creators, for example, can control because at the end of the day, the beauty of NFTs is that, you know, like, okay, let's, so let's just say you, that you're buying like a Burberry cert, right? You're, you're paying like $600, $700, whatever. You own that, you wear that, and then you throw it away after a few years, right? Because, you know, um, with NFTs, imagine that if you could just buy that, I don't know if you've seen like the Izu project that's coming out, but perhaps like another discussion. But with NFTs, imagine that you're now part of the brand. Like in the next two years, you're going to be buying stuff from like, um, you know, clothing from Chanel and like Burberry and Armani or all the, you know, nice brands that are out there. And instead of just paying the upfront uh, payment to receive the goods, it, you, there's going to be like so many more uh, different types of incentives uh, for the consumers that basically the cons consumer is going to be more connected to the brand than ever. And I'm not just talking about fashion. That's going to go into technology. That's going to go into like airlines. Uh, imagine that the incentives that you're going to be getting from these brands are going to be making you money. So we're talking about creating ecosystems, entire ecosystems, right? New ecosystems that are not just going to be dependent on your wallet and your uh, yearly salary or the amount you're willing to spend on a mall over the weekend uh, because th we're talking about like different mechanics in which you're now part of a brand but this brand pays you pays you back for instance um, depending on how loyal you are so imagine for example Nike creating an NFT with you know they already started with Artifact right and clones I'm in the clone ecosystem uh, I love them. Um, and I think that, you know, brands like Nike and Artifact are actually pushing the boundaries. Brands like Proof are pushing the boundaries. Brands like Yuga are pushing the boundaries. Um, and we need, we just need more of that uh, because right now the current state of the market is just, okay, what did Proof did or Yuga or Artifact, let's just try to replicate that. Even with a 30% success rate, we're going to raise a million dollars um, with our next drop, right? But again, that's not sustainable. Um, so going back to like the fashion brands, I think that 
all these reward systems that we're going to see in the next few months and in the next few years. It's just going to be like exciting because it, they're, they're gonna, these brands are going to finally reward their consumers, their loyal brand ambassadors, um, you know, using blockchain technology and NFTs. So these ecosystems is going to be like super exciting. The truth is that, like you said, you you hit on the nail when you said that, that the truth is that the space is moving almost weekly, you know, if not daily, you know, yeah. and, and every single day there's a new paradigm, there is a new, um, uh, you know, question, a new um, problem that we need to uh, tackle. So, um, so it's, it's a very exciting place to be. Okay, what's the next step for you guys? So, uh, tell me a little bit about your plans, where you're going with with Mintify. Um, so, your initial yeah, drop so was for around a thousand. Uh, how many tokens was it? Seven ninety six. Okay. Yeah, approximately. That's pretty much it with a lifetime pass. Then we're going to be transitioning into our uh, monthly plans uh, starting in September. We're going to also be releasing like, here's another interesting mechanic that we're going to be using. So we're going to be releasing a light pass, right? We're going to airdrop to all of our members uh, within the first couple of weeks of September. And then that light pass, we're not going to charge for it. It's a free airdrop to our members and they're going to define its value on secondary marketplaces. Now with the light pass, the idea is that our community is going to distribute that, right? So they can define whether it costs like $100 or $500 or 0.1 ETH, whatever. Um, and the idea is that if you hold the light pass, you're going to get a permanent discount on our monthly plans. So this is an interesting drop mechanic that we're experimenting with because we know that we have a product that can sell by itself. Um, and the idea is that we want to open up like 30-day trials for everyone to, to go through Mintify, to trade through Mintify, and we bet on the experience. Like we even call ourselves like the experience layer with all the layer ones, layer twos. We call ourselves like part of the experience layer because it takes companies like Mintify uh, and our competition as well. There's some great products that are being built um, to onboard like the next set of traders and then the next set of normies and the next set of pro and quant traders, right? So I think that experimenting with, you know, like blockchain technology and drop mechanics is what we should be focused, uh, focusing on um within the next few months so we can all like you know basically it's all about a b testing right to see like what works what doesn't work so then other people can try it and, and, and basically like create a, a more elevated or an improved version of what you just did um and kind of like make it the norm and we've seen that there, there's like hundreds of different drop mechanics but we're kind of like more used to like five or six right with the allow list the white list the pre-sale the public sale and everything in between um, but what's next for us? I mean, other than just the quant trading tools um, and the subscription plans in September, our next focus will be launching a creator studio. Uh, we also want to launch our own staking uh, mechanic uh, that's on-chain, basically, like similar to what Moonbirds basically have. Um, so we can reward our users for being loyal because a lot of people, well, not a lot, but a small amount of people, for instance, uh, might buy our token because they're like, okay, I believe in an Evan or Mintify for the next three months. And then it, when as soon as the token goes from 0.2 to like one ETH, I'm going to just flip it. You know, that's that's for you to decide, absolutely. But we want to make sure that if you stick around, it's you're going to get way, like you're going to get more rewarded for your loyalty rather than just um, making that trade. It's not about like, it's not, it's not about like forcing people not to sell, but it's rather than making it obvious that if you stick with a brand long enough, 
um, the, 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 the ROI is going to be much greater than just flipping it for like 0.5 within just a few months. And I think that's what every founder right now in this space is struggling with, figuring out what's going to keep someone happy. Because just rolling out updates every day and rolling out new features and collabs and partnerships, that just doesn't cut it. Right. Like I think that people like the community is getting burned out. No one is talking about that. Everyone's like founders are getting burned out. Yeah, I'm I got like burned out like a hundred times between January and today, being CEOs of two different tech companies, right? Um, but we need to also talk about like burning out your community, right? Because with all these like treasure hunts, all that mystery, the hype, the scams, and everything in between, people are getting burned out. And this is one of the reasons they're exiting the space at its current form. Right. And no one is talking about that. Um, so Web2 is all about simplifying things, right? Like you just log in on, on Facebook and you can just create an ad within like five minutes. You can just find your next favorite coffee shop, you know, through Google Maps or this and that. But in Web3, everything is just so complicated right now. So even if you are a full-time BGen trader, um, you just end up having like a headache every day, regardless of whether you're having profitable or not trades. Um, so, yeah, that's my take. No, I, I totally agree. I, I actually have also been thinking a lot about just, um, you know, that even with our platform, just like keeping things really simple and, uh, you know, to the utility. And funny you said that about the, the drop thing, because I was thinking uh, a similar kind of thing where we would potentially, you know, do a, uh, a drop for our first, you know, Genesis holders and, and say yeah. that, um, you can use it to bring somebody into the space, you know, like you can nice. gift it, you know, and, and bring somebody new into the space. This is, this. there are, there are lots of different mechanics and I, I love Web3 because it gives us so much um, flexibility and, and it's just a whole new space. It's like we have a, a canvas that we can paint from, you know, from scratch, but at the same time, like you said, there's also a lot of complexity, which we need to strip yeah. away. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. this has been super, super interesting. Like I said, I would love to have you on the platform, you know, on the NFT Insider to uh, explain more about, you know, the details, share your screen, show us exactly how things work. Um, and, and also thank you for supporting our, uh, our job. Likewise. And, uh, thanks for, thanks for having me today. That was, yeah. uh, that was super fun and, uh, yes. wish you all the best. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Evan. We will also be hosting him on the Impeak platform soon to dive deeper into the technical aspects of Mintify. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Aryan Show.